Hi, and welcome to Thinking Out Loud, the second decade. <laughs> Yay! Do you feel old? I feel old bit. this morning. I feel morning. like it's the second century, though. Oh, century, right? <laughs> See? I can't even... <laughs> oh, I, I, there's going to have to be more coffee. Oh, <laughs> so much more coffee today. That's awesome. I was like, second decade, how... Second century. <laughs> the next generation. We're starting it off with a bang. Actually, we really, we really are, but you know, it's just this morning is a little bit of a, a whimper. I don't know a whimper. why it's a whimper for you per se, but I was up until like well after midnight last night playing this new, it's not even new, game on my iPhone called Little Alchemy. I sent you a link to it because I want all of my listeners to get addicted to this fun little strange little game as well. It was just like, <laughs> I was obsessing over it. Cause it's like this thing where they start you out with like three or four different elements. And then you combine those elements and they make new things. And then you combine those and they make even more things. And you can make like 550 different objects from the three that you start with or four that you start with. And so like, and it gets like weird and creative. Like I made an astronaut and like a unicorn and stuff like that. It's just hilarious and amazing and apparently you can play it online too because when I went and looked it up just now I was like oh my gosh it is online that's amazing but it's yes also you sent me the link and I almost started it and I, then I remembered <laughs> that you said that you had lost hours of your life and I was like maybe I shouldn't do that quite literally yet. hours of my life went down the drain last night because I could not stop and I blame my husband for getting me addicted but anyways that's... It's in the browser though, ready. So if if you yeah. hear uh, silence from me, <laughs> just know. It's not really that you lost your voice. It's that you're playing that game over there and you're like, just she'll carry it. It's okay. She'll, she'll keep talking. I'll be fine. Wait, wait, one more. I can get one wait, more. I can do one more thing. <laughs> really, really fun for as simple as it is. I promise you guys, you should check it out. It's linked in the show notes. Yeah. So you can lose hours of your time too. <laughs> But yeah, you're so welcome. I was up so late last night and I kept going, I need to go to sleep. I have to get up early and talk to Mariana. I have to go to sleep. Yes, and because we weren't myself. sure we were going to be able to do it today, actually. Right. Because you were out of town. Right. I, I was supposed to be. Right. Yes. Right. I was supposed to be in uh, training for ministers and I just left. No. <laughs> I uh, So I resigned my other job on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. And then I had a conference in Asheville that I was supposed to be at all week. But then I woke up at 2.30 on Wednesday morning and thought, I really need to go be with my church and my people as they talk about this transition and what it means. Not that I'm going to be in the same role, but because I care about their future. Yeah. So I came on back on Wednesday afternoon. And yeah, so this is, this is an exciting and strange time for both of us in different ways. Definitely. For me, it's what is going to be next because I know there's going to be something next after Easter that's mm -hmm. not um, abundantly clear what that is. Although there's some exciting prospects that are things I hadn't even considered and perhaps wouldn't have considered or been offered had I been in the same role. Mm -hmm. If you just stuck to what you knew instead of taking a leap. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
And it's interesting because people are like, well, oh, I'm so sorry. Was it a bad situation? I'm like, no, it was a great situation. It was an awesome situation. We were having so much fun together. But at some point also, it you know, in this life of ministry and my other life, but I think in business life too, you can get to the point where you're very comfortable, where you're very affirmed and encouraged, mm-hmm. but you know that there's something else you're supposed to be doing or you're supposed to be preparing for. And so you have to make that choice. Like, am I going to leap? Am I going to step into the unknown or am I just going to keep doing what I've been doing? Because what I've been doing has been working. Right. Exactly. Like you don't, I mean, am I going to even hope for something different than this? Am I going to hope that there's another stage to this? I mean, certainly I've thought about that with Harrelson Press and certainly I th- thought about that with ministry and I keep thinking about you this week because I keep, I was sitting in these, this training and you like were sending me really exciting news that I hope you're going to share with us. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is a whole new phase for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, for people who don't know listeners, although like part of me, I mean, I, this is not, not as ignorant as it sounds, but part of me feels like everybody knows now because like, because this thing happened, but anyways, you not everybody does because there's still a small slice of the world. But um, so we, we've talked about on here before that I started an author webpage and an author blog just just this month, like literally in the month of February, started this blog. After it much was, arm twisting and right. guilt tripping. I was like, okay, fine. That between, between you and between Gabriella and the power of zero and... Then I was like, you know, I'm just going to do this thing because if it's something that I want, I need, I need to do it. I need to put myself out there. I need to claim who I am and just see what happens because I can't, you know, you can't like do anything if you don't do something, right? You have to start, (laughs) you have to start before like anything happens because like if you're waiting, then like it just, anyways, the... I'm before, gonna, but gonna... before you share, tell me why did you not want to start? Did you feel like you weren't supposed to have an author website until you had a book? It was sort of a combination of those things, but yeah, I just felt like I wasn't allowed to call myself author because I wasn't published yet. You know, I so like know. Yeah. I could call myself editor because I edit, um, but like calling myself author seemed like it was this thing that. Like it's a club I wasn't allowed to join or something like that yet. Um, and and despite the fact that I know that if you're going to get traditionally published or even if you want to self-publish, you need to build a platform before you have a book because otherwise you don't have anybody to sell your book to. But I just, for some reason, I was like, it doesn't apply to me. I'm not ready yet. I'm not, I don't have anything to share. But then Mariana, you kept telling me like over and over again, you know, these are things you should be talking about on your own blog. And I was like, well, I don't have my own blog. And then I was like, okay, fine. I will make my own blog and I will share these weird things about me (laughs) um, with the world because they're just weird and they're just me. And I guess there's probably some like um, monster in my head that said nobody wants to even hear anything about me anyways, because I'm just not that interesting. Um, so cue Amanda Palmer on Tuesday, was it? Maybe. Okay, wait, you should talk about the blog post you've done so far, though. (laughs) Okay, so my first blog post was about putting, um, I paint rocks 
with encouraging phrases and weird like images and I put them around um town or I just started putting them around town because like I've been collecting them for a while and they would just sit on my um my um shelf and they were encouraging to me but I hit a point where I was like I feel like I want to share these with other people so I just kind of scatter them around and they they disappear and go live with other people or I don't know what else happens to them they're just usually they're not where I left them they've gone away when I go back and look um sometimes they're so it's like a yeah it's like a flat stone that looks a lot like what do they call the um you call them pebbles of hope right yes that's what I call them but they look like a garden you know something that you would put in the garden or like a river rock or yeah yeah I guess it looks like a lawn ornament a little bit (laughs) well I forgot what those things are called where you like you know it's they're mantras I would call them Mm -hmm. yeah definitely because they're all like phrases of like things that I need to repeat to myself in yeah, order courage to and like, strength. I would exactly. Say. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so there's a blog post about that and about that philosophy. Um, I did a blog post the other week about the fact that I read tarot, um, as well. And that was, you know, it was well received. It's moderately controversial for people who are super conservative, um, that I read tarot. And so like, I've had some conversations with people about uh demon possession and things like that that I'm just like really are we having this conversation right now because <laughs> I just don't even know where to go with that but anyways we we have conversations about it and I just wanted to share a little more of my perspective about it so that was my second blog post and then my third blog post was about this um it was really about a beauty standard body image um reaction to body shaming issue that I've been processing for myself where, um, a couple of years ago now I decided I was just going to stop shaving and I was not going to shave for an entire year. It was my new year's resolution to like do that as a way to just be authentic and to, to be like, to not worry about what other people think when they look at me, because that's one really obvious way that people worry about, um, like worry about the gaze of others, you know, and what their opinions matter. And so people shave because they're like, oh no, people will be grossed out by me if I don't. But I wanted to like experiment with the whole idea of who the hell cares (laughs) what I do. So. Well, and am I doing things just because I'm worried about what other people think or am I doing things because- Exactly. And am I letting other people judge beauty? Exactly. Which is what we all do, if you think about it, because we all um, adhere to standards that we didn't create ourselves for the most part. Um, And anyways, there's like a whole like hours of conversation in that. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, so my uh, favorite conversation with young professional women is, okay, so what's that one thing that your mom said as you were walking out the door? Right. You know, and part of this is because as a mom, I, I'm i hoping that I'm not doing that to our girls. But for me, it was different for me and my sister. But for me, my mom would always say, you need to go put earrings in. And I'm like, mm. well, you know, so if I end up in a professional se- setting and I don't have earrings in, I feel like I haven't like dressed <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Which is um, a strange 
a strange thing if you think about it. Well, yeah, but uh, almost every woman that I encounter has something like this from their mother. Oh, you should have put a little blush on. Don't you Mm -hmm. want to put a little blush on? Or you need lip gloss or, you know, something like that. And it's these little things that get into your head that, you know, if for some reason you don't have or you haven't done those things, then you don't feel like you're ready to go out into the world or something. Right. So I was wondering as you were, you know, as I was reading your blog post, whether there was something that your mom said that was similar to this. Um, I honestly don't know. It's possible, but like, I don't know. I have to talk to my therapist about that for a while, probably. <laughs> well, so anyway, I mean, uh, quite. Oh, go I was going to say, quite honestly, you know, our, our intimate relationships, that's what determines a lot of these things for Exactly. us as individuals, right? You're exactly. sharing something that's your story, but other people, it might be something different. But what you're, what I feel like you're trying to do is help us expand our understanding of why we do the things we do and whether they're influenced by other people. Exactly. And so that you do them for yourself instead of because you are afraid somebody else might reject you because like the point is if they're rejecting you, are they worth your time and your energy anyways because you should be able to be you and not have to modify your behavior in order and you to should be, be the one who judges whether you're beautiful or not exactly exactly and so you were very brave and you put this out there and yeah well and so like i um i invoked not only did of, you do it but you wrote about it i did i did that i wrote about it and i invoked the name of amanda palmer because i love her and um for many reasons um that i won't go into right now um but um so like i talked about her in the blog post and then when i put when i published it you know, I shared it on Twitter and I tagged her on it because I thought to myself, hey, maybe some of her, you know, followers or other fans of hers will see this because I tagged her in it and maybe they'll read it and maybe they'll connect with it or whatever. Well, lo and behold, Amanda Palmer herself, herself saw it, read it, quoted it and retweeted it. And then the next day she quoted it again commented on it and posted it on Facebook. And I like for probably 36 hours there was completely overwhelmed with like this crazy joy of, oh my gosh, she's my hero. And she read this thing and she thought it was cool enough to share twice. And like people from her platform dove onto my website. And like 11,000, 12,000 hits later, I'm just like still kind of in awe at the power of social media to draw attention to something that like I just like, like I said, I didn't expect anybody to know who I am, you know, like I didn't like I'm just who am I? I'm I'm not anybody. I have three blog posts, you know, Um but apparently you're an author now. Apparently just a writer. I am because like 12,000 people know about it now. Um, <laughs> so if I wanted it to be a secret, it's not a secret anymore. So, so. this is now getting a little dicier because you're, you have a, a little <laughs> bit more, bigger of an audience than perhaps you anticipated originally. It, it's yeah, that, that particular post at least. And well, and then, you know, like my brain is like, okay, so you got 12,000 hits on that blog post. That's fantastic. And you're never going to do that good again. So you can pretty much just say whatever else you want to say now. Like it doesn't matter because it's just like all downhill from here, but that doesn't have to be true. But it just was like, 
it was ironic to me because I was like, this is my third post, guys. Wait until I have like. <laughs> I've gotten my rhythm a little more. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but I was like totally over the moon because, because she is part of the reason that I did that experiment because she, she does kind of the same thing of she shaves when she wants to shave and she talks about the beauty standard and how she's going to do what she wants to do. And, you know, like who cares who's out there, who's trying to shame her into a box that says, this is what women do. And this is how beautiful women act or look. She just does what she wants to do. And so like, I, you know, I've processed that with her. I've like stood in solidarity with her. And then this week she turned around and stood in solidarity with me. And I'm just like, whoa, so honored by that. It's just incredible. So I'm, yeah, I'm like, okay, so what else can I write? And then like, I made a joke to my friend, Beth. I was like, so you know how like, you know, we think Benedict Cumberbatch is the cutest thing in the whole wide world. I was like, I think I need to write a blog post that is something <laughs> he will notice and like connect with and want to share with people. And Beth was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, so we got to Amanda Palmer. Maybe we could get to Benedict Cumberbatch. Let's see. So I'm going to not really do that, but you know. It was just an ironic little thing to think about. But I, I think this is an interesting concept because when you are true to yourself, when you are your authentic person, crazy stuff can happen. Yeah. I mean, people, you know, at least, and I'm speaking from my context now, but people generally don't resign a job before they have the other job lined up in ministry, at least yeah. in my context. And so to do this and to put myself out there and say, I'm not sure what's next, you know, I've got five weeks to kind of figure that out. It's very uncomfortable to people. And it's fascinating to me to hear people say, well, no, but like, really, what do you have? And I'm like, I really <laughs> don't know. And you're like, I okay, really guys, I, I really made a leap here. And like, there is no surprise ending. There is no turn of events. Like, yeah, there's some things that I'm working on, but I have no idea if they're going to work out or not. Mm -hmm. But that's so uncomfortable to people, especially in a world where we're used to, you know, get in the job, stay in the job and retire eventually or take your vacations from that job as you need to, but stick with it. You know, don't, don't give up those things. I mean, good gracious. I just had a kid. What are you doing? <laughs> and, but it's easy to lose your voice in the midst of all those people who are questioning you, you know, or who uh, are making snide comments or um, just, you know, I just, just looking at you differently. So we are breastfeeding our kid and I find myself in situations where I have to breastfeed in public. And I, you know, I don't really notice the looks as much as Sam notices the looks of people. Mm -hmm. And he was, he was relaying to me these looks that other people gave me like, and I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty, um, you know, respectful about it. Like I, I use a cover. I do these things. Like I try to get into the corner of a restaurant. I'm not like in line ordering and breastfeeding my kid, mm -hmm. but it's interesting to see the reactions from people and understand why so many people get worked up about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a whole, whatever it is, whatever other... it is. I mean, whether it's shaving, breastfeeding, yeah. <clears throat> where where it's something that has like absolutely nothing 
to do with them. And you're like, so why do you have an opinion right now? Why does your opinion have anything to bear on what my actions are right now? Exactly. Or I was sitting across from another new mom at dinner and I was thinking, it was National Margarita Day. So I was thinking, oh, I think I'll order a margarita. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, is your kid on formula? I'm like, no. no. <laughs> Does it matter? Do you know whether my kids finish eating for the day? No. <laughs> exactly. You know, like just automatically jumping to assumptions is something that we all do and judgments based on those assumptions when, you know, yeah. so when we encounter people who are truly authentic, who put themselves out there like you have and said, yeah, I did this. And if you knew me during this period, maybe you were wondering about that. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And like I said in my blog post, if, you know, if people are uncomfortable with it, you know, I hope they'll talk to me about it because I'm happy to, to challenge their perception of beauty and why they think they have any right to be uncomfortable about me. But so Amanda Palmer is also, I mean, she's also a mother now, you know, and, um, and she breastfeeds in public um, and quite spectacularly. So, you know, just, you can, you can use her as your solidarity as well. (laughs) Well, yeah. And she, well, she has put some posts on how she finds herself in situations where, you know, she's breastfeeding in the bathroom where there is no, place to breastfeed so she's there I love that picture of her in the window like okay uh if I climb up here then and I had the same situation actually on Sunday we went out to eat after church with some people and I had my cover but what I was wearing was not conducive to breastfeeding (laughs) so like you have to go to the bathroom and you have to figure that out that's part of being a new mom but yeah Yep, it is. But yeah, so that was my like uber exciting thing for the week was Amanda Palmer actually noticed me and 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 it was good from a standpoint of reminding me that like, you know, I might wanna hide in the shadows because I think I'm not ready yet, but like I'm ready and if I'm ready, like you're ready to put yourself out there and and be who you want to be. So as long as you're being yourself, it's what's important. So anyways. Yeah. <clears throat> so you've gotten out from under the desk. Now you've gotten out of the shadows. <laughs> Apparently, yes. <laughs> How you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Um, Exposed I'm, I'm a little bit? A little bit and busy. And I mean, the good part is, and this is that other like little voice of fear in the back of my head is that if people notice me, if they see me um, taking a stand on something or having an opinion on something that the trolls are going to come out and badger me. And I haven't had that experience yet. So that is at least, um, at least encouraging from that standpoint that that hasn't happened yet. And I'm sure that like the bigger you get, the more likely it is that something like that is going to happen. So I'm just waiting for the day that it does happen. But on my, on my Elizabeth Kaufman.com blog, um, I have the comments are moderated. So um, somebody could troll me and that's just fine. And I'm probably just going to delete their comment and not not allow it into that space because I'd rather it be a safe space for people who um, 
want to connect and want to be supported. So, anyways. yeah, that I think that's the toughest thing because you know they're going to come, right? You know yeah. that you are doing something different uh, in regards to beauty standards, in regards to what it means to be a woman, and those kinds of things. So inevitably, you're going to get some pushback from people, and I think that's important. You know, I as I've written for other publications, you know, there are definitely trolls, but yeah, protecting yourself and your space is, is definitely right. I think. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, for me, like Twitter comments and those kinds of things, I just let them stand. And I often just don't even respond to them because when you do respond, then it gets into, you know, just not non-productive conversation. It's crazy how fast it happens too. And on the weirdest things, I don't know if I talked about this the other week, but I, I might've talked about it offline with you, but I argued with somebody over whether or not using profanity in writing makes you oh, right. a bad writer or a good writer. And because she made a value judgment on me and on anybody else who would use profanity in writing and said, you know, I'm a better writer than to use profanity. And I was like, I don't think you're allowed to say that. And you're definitely not allowed to say that here. I'm like, somebody may have told you that at one point, but that's actually not true. I was like, profanity is a stylistic choice and some people use it and they use it for specific purposes to draw attention to conversations, to for shock value, to elicit emotion. And she just like went off the deep end and got personal so fast that I was like, okay, we're done. We're not doing this anymore. And thank you for your opinion, but you can just, we're done now. Yeah, that's one That's one way of thinking. But I've heard that argument. You know, you're smarter, you're a better writer than to well, use profanity. But, so that's the point is that like this is, it's a new, I don't want to call it more enlightened because that's kind of stooping to the same level, but it's a- Right, that's still a judgment call. Way of, um, of experiencing the writing world. And maybe like 50 years ago when that generation of writing teachers was- holding court that was true and you know that's what people learned and it's possible that this woman was shamed into not using profanity in her writing by people in positions of power and so I'm sorry for her if that is what happened to her and she didn't feel like she could adequately express herself how she wanted to but that's not what the writing world like I mean you know there are probably still certain pockets of it that that believe that way now but that's not what the entire writing world does anymore at all. Like Elizabeth Gilbert, the last book that she put out, Big Magic, full of profanity. (laughs) Yeah. Because like she's being authentic. She's choosing stylistically to share her opinions and her story that way. And it resonates with her audience. And so if it resonates with her audience and it's her authentic voice, hell yes, she should use that. You know, I'm being nice Mm -hmm. here, guys. I curse like a sailor, but I didn't want Mariana to have to mark this as explicit. So Yeah. (laughs) And that's the only reason because it's going to, you know, be advertised as something that's not. But that, uh, yeah, I mean. So, like, so, yeah. So, I'm like, you know, it's nice that you want to say you're a better writer. But when a best-selling author like Elizabeth Gilbert can use profanity in her writing and she sells, like, millions of copies of her books. I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with you about it anymore. You can think what you want to think and that's fine, but don't, don't impinge on the rights of other people, other people exactly. to be who they are and to recognize that they are good at what they do because they are, they just, they are. Otherwise they wouldn't have an audience. 
So my grandma had a saying in her mm-hmm. good Southern uh, dialect that said, and she used to always say, be what you is and not what you ain't. Because if you mm-hmm. is what you ain't, you ain't what you is. <laughs> that's cute. But and that's true. the thing. I mean, <laughs> we are all covered up. No matter how true we believe we are to ourselves, we are all yeah. covered up with anxiety and nervousness about how we are perceived by other people. You know, this is part of living in a social world and you have a choice whether to hang that societal expectation or this interaction with other people to the highest, you know, the highest ranking or, you know, okay, a moderate ranking. Like I understand that I'm, I'm impacting the people that I live with which is important, right? Because if we just don't even care about anybody, then that's how we turn our eyes towards poverty and the refugee situation and all these other things. So we need to maintain a healthy sense of, yes, there are other people existing in this cosmos with us, but I'm not going to let these other people dictate how I live in this cosmos. Right. Exactly. And it's tough. I mean, even for those of us who, you know, I'm sure I would, I did what I was supposed to do this week. You're sure that you did what you were supposed to do this week. And sometimes you get affirmation and sometimes you get pushback and you never know which one it's going to be. And that's the thing that's so risky about being yourself and being authentic is that you don't know what it's going to be. And so we let the fear of how it's going to be received dictate whether we take those steps or are risky at all. Right. Well, and that's, that's that thing of, you know, you have to, you have to be who you are and take the stand who you are because that's who you are and not because you want feedback or not, be, I'm not feedback, not because you want at, for affirmation. So like, because if you're always seeking affirmation and that's why you put yourself out there, you're going to be burned a lot and it's going to hurt. You have to say what you want to say because it's what you need to say and like let yourself um, let yourself do that no matter what other people say, but that's really hard to do because we're trained to work off the feedback of others. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We're trained to, uh, look for the, what is it? The automated laugh that's on sitcoms and the applause and all these other things. Yeah. The laugh track. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's easy to get caught up in that, even when you're not intending to, I think. Definitely. So I'm wondering now, okay, so now that you're in this uh, 11 to 12,000 hit yeah. uh, website, have you been able to write something else? Um, well, I haven't, but it's not because I'm worried about that yet. Like I just, I've been on kind of a schedule of posting on the weekends and it's only Friday. So I have another day. It's before. coming. Yes. But I have, um, I have already some ideas um, drafted, not oh, drafted, but just like um, like titles and maybe a little start to a couple of different blog posts that are already up there that that were there before this happened this week. So um, so it's somewhere for me to go and not like have to not have to worry about the what's next thing. Although I do I do have a blog post that like I slated a title for maybe a month from now or something that, you know, says it's a a post about what to do when your hero looks over and waves at you. 
Um, ah. <laughs> but I didn't want to post that this week because I feel like it's maybe you know, too soon. Yeah. Maybe too soon to react. Well, to it and then all. it may then it would make it seem like you did that just to get your hero to wave at you, right? right then exactly. we get into all of that. Exactly. Which is not it was not the case. So anyways. Yeah, so um, so there's stuff to write about. And and again, I think that that is maybe part of my own evolution um, as a writer um, and a human is to be able to say, okay, so like these are things that I want to write about and whether or not people, I just put them out there in the hopes that people will come and listen to them and connect to them. So, Anyways. Well, and that's the thing about uh, blogging too. You know, one of the reasons that it's one of the best marketing that you can do as an author is because you are developing your audience. Yes. But also it gets you used to the feedback and the feedback cycle that happens. And so when it's a longer work that you've poured more of yourself into, then you can manage it a little better. Right. Right. And you're not, um, you're not letting your, um, your identity be dragged into whether or not you get approval or disapproval for something. Cause that's the biggest part. Or you're monitoring that, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, hopefully you don't get to that point, but sometimes you need a couple of, oh, you need some, some blogging time to figure all that out. Exactly. Anyways, so yes, it's been an exciting week and exciting I know. Gosh, the new century of thinking out loud is, is turning out to be really exciting and unpredictable. Although I, I would say the first century was pretty unpredictable too. So perhaps that isn't something new in this century. Right, exactly. Well, so, but we've got big things planned for this century, right? We're going to, we're going to do a writer's retreat in September. Yes, we are. We're dreaming up. We uh, originally, we thought we might do something local, but now we're thinking, Hey, why not? While we're stepping off all these ledges, step off another one. (laughs) Exactly. So we're going to, and listeners, if there's anybody out there that wants to have an opinion on this, leave us a comment and tell us where you think you would like to go. For a writer's retreat because we plan things based on public opinion wait that's <laughs> not what we're supposed to be doing no no but like just to give us ideas because you know um who oh, knows brainstorming. how many okay, people are going to come with us on this particular adventure, adventure. um it could be just you and me <laughs> hey that's awesome, okay but hey we can do it um but um but yeah so like it will we want to find some place that we're excited to go to as opposed to like, oh, well, you know, the community center down the street has availability. So we can <laughs> like camp out on the floor there and write for like three days and do it for really cheaply. And, and we could do that. But we want to do something that we're my idea was that something that we're excited to do and that we would be excited to do again. Um, so and that and that people would be excited to do with us whether or not yes. they're always able to do it because you know finances get weird for people all the time but but we want it to be something that if you can't do with us this year that you want to do with us next year yes so yes yes anyways oh so we're going to do a stuff. writing retreat and i'm going to put this out there because we talked about it yesterday and it's too good an idea not to do but we're going to write a book we are, and we're not, but wait, 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 we're not going to tell you what it's about. Thinking out loud, the book. Thinking out loud, the book we are. Yeah. So. I've actually got, I've already got the um, document started. Awesome. <laughs> that I'm so going to share with you. Be looking for that as well this year too, guys. This, this century of, of thinking out loud. We're going to, 
we're coming up with some stuff. Yeah, so. we've gotten a century. We've had a century to get settled in, and now just watch us. <laughs> exactly, watch us rock the boat over here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, or if you need encouragement because you're at that point where you've stepped off the ledge and people think you're crazy, hey. Right. You found some other people who are out here with you. Just come over here and talk to us for a little while because we will pat you on the back and say, yes, ma'am, we're right there. Good work. Good work. <laughs> out on the ledge. Leaning come over on. Going, I don't know. I can't see what's down there. Can I jump? I don't know. Or if you need someone to uh, very gently and kindly push you off the yeah. ledge, we could we'll offer that, that for you too. <laughs> yep. We're not safe people to stand next to the ledge with. <laughs> In a most loving way. <laughs> Have a nice trip. Exactly. All right. So in the midst of all this writing and uh, publicity, have you had any time to read? Um, have I had any time to read? Yes. Okay. So I um, I finished reading Artificial by Jada McCoy, and I really liked it. Um, I thought her world building was excellent. Um, androids in a dystopian kind of universe. Um and it was really kind of scary too in places, um, but good, good writing, good um, world building. And I'm interested to see what her next book is in that series. Cause I think it's going to be a series. Um, so I read that and I've just started reading Allegiant finally. Um, and I got to say that I feel like, you know, for all the anger and surprise that goes into whatever the ending is, which I'm not, I'm still not there yet, but I'm still making my assumptions on what is going to happen. Um, I feel like the um, the structure of this novel gives it away, and I'm just Thank putting you. that out there. So um, let's see if you're right. <laughs> but you know, a lot of people said that they were so surprised by it. I don't even believe how you could be surprised by it because she obviously—if it opened, is what you think it is—I'm pretty sure it's what I think it is. She obviously opened herself a door to be able to do that because it, the way that the other two novels are structured, she could not have done that. Um, at least not without it ending abruptly. <laughs> so anyways, just putting that out there. But you did also have a heads up. Well, yes, but I feel like anyways. Yeah. Well, we promised we wouldn't do any spoilers till the movie came out on that one. So mm. I forget when it comes out. Not not long, right? This summer. Not long at all. No. Summer's coming. It's already almost March. How are you guys doing over there? Are you freezing still, or we have like? Um, no, I mean it's it's pretty windy. We had some tornado type stuff going on. Mm. Crazy weather in that sense. So we've had some crazy wind that is pretty cold, but we've had like fifty to sixty degrees which is pretty and then like 40s at night which is pretty standard for february so perhaps we're settling back in i don't know but the we winds are not 70s bad. and everything bloomed all of a sudden oh yeah that but that happens also you know easter's really early this year so it doesn't feel like it's so unexpected right it's just funny because i'm like hey look everything is blooming everywhere mm -hmm. that's amazing but anyways um, what are what are you reading right now? Are you still reading through Between the World and Me? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. Um the so now he he's the author is talking about his experience and um 
what he learned from his dad and, and purposeful, you know, what he's purposefully trying to do differently than his dad did. And so I think that's for me right now, even though it has nothing to do, well, it does have to do with race relations, because I told you that at the beginning of the book, they talk about um, people being raised to be white. And so mm-hmm. now for me, you know, there's some things as I'm parenting that I think are really important, like even more important than I thought. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Definitely. So it's good, but I'm telling you, I still can do only eight pages at a time. (laughs) Well, I know how that feels. I mean, that was kind of me when I was reading Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. I was like, okay, I'll read a little bit and then I need to It's like a meditative kind of experience. Yeah. 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 Well, if people want to find you, uh, You get your autograph, (laughs) pre-order your book, (laughs) where would they find you? Uh, you can find me on the web at writingrefinery.com um, for editing services. And I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, Goodreads, and Pinterest at Writing Refinery. And then I'm also for authory stuff and weird stuff you never wanted to know about me, but you might think is in- interesting or you might identify with. You can find me at elizabethkaufman.com. That's Elizabeth with an S, people, elizabethkaufman.com. And um, my blog is over there and, you know, come comment. Um, that would be great. I'd love to hear, you know, what you have to say. And even if your opinion is different from mine, we can have a discussion as long as you're nice about it. Um, <laughs> as long as it's not a personal attack. Exactly. Um, and yeah, so there's not a way to pre-order the book yet, but <laughs> we're working on that. As teasing. So, I know, I know, I know. And if but you we're working f- on it. Yeah. If you want to find me, you can find me at harrelsonpress.com, at Harrelson Press on Facebook, at Harrelson Press on Twitter, Harrelson Press on Facebook. And you can also find me and my crazy journey that I'm on right now at mariana.net. Yay. Yay. Oh, good gracious. Okay. Who <sighs> knows what next week's going to have? Yeah, nobody. We Anything could happen at this point. Yeah, <laughs> listeners, you got to stay tuned because you just don't know. I mean, think about it. Yep. Just when you think that you're a crazy, what did, what was that one thing that it called us for being working at home, a uh, highly functioning, clinically depressed ghoul that yeah. nobody will ever interact with. So people with think that's wrong. cool and interesting. <laughs> exactly. So. So anyways. until next time, keep thinking. Uh, keep reading. And keep dreaming. <laughs>